Okay, imagine this scene for just a moment. A small, bent-over man. He looks like he might be homeless. And he's busy putting one stone on top of another. Slowly, painfully. He seems to be trying to fix some beat-up, broken-down building. And you're curious, so you go over to him and you ask him, Hey, what are you doing? And he replies flatly, I'm rebuilding this church. And then he resumes his work. But you're still confused, so then you ask him another question. But why? Why are you doing this? And he shoots a glance back and says with with great simplicity, Because God told me to do it. I heard him say it to me from a crucifix. So here I am. I'm doing what God told me to do. The man, of course that I'm referring to in this little imaginary exercise is St. Francis of Assisi, whose feast day is just a couple of days uh, away, and we celebrated the blessing of animals this morning, so he was on the forefront of my mind. This is one of the most famous stories from his life. And as the story goes, he literally heard God's voice speak to him from the San, San Damiano crucifix to go and rebuild God's church. And in his little simple act of obedience, just doing what he was obliged to do, as our gospel said this evening, and all of that subsequent total self-surrender to the will of God throughout the rest of his life, St. Francis did just that. He rebuilt and reformed the whole Catholic Church, all because he heard God's voice, believed what he heard, and then took action. He put his faith into action. But let's be honest, if you didn't know that this was the great, the famous St. Francis of Assisi, say you randomly came across a kind of dirty-looking guy with ragged clothes and no money to his name, stacking stones somewhere here in Williamsburg, and if you asked him why he was doing what he was doing, and he said, God told me to do it, would you believe him? What would your reaction be? Could you believe him? Or would you think he was kind of crazy? Thankfully, as a priest, I have the privilege of hearing crazy stuff like this more often than you might imagine. The Lord told our family to leave our business and all of our family and friends to move here, to this city. So we did. We don't really know why yet, but we trust him. One guy at my last parish, he came, came to church one Sunday. He's like, I'm not a Christian. I'm not baptized. I don't believe in anything. But I felt like God was telling me to, to visit a Catholic church. And I feel home here. And then he was baptized like a year later. It was amazing. He did what he was told to do. Jesus asked me to go to the seminary. And I just couldn't ignore his call. I had to listen to him. So I did it. I acted on that that voice that I heard. Statements like these are normal, or at least they should be in our church. We should have a culture where where this sort of thing is very normal. Our psalm this weekend told us point blank, if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Did you know that God actually created you to hear his voice? It's actually supposed to be really common 
for you to hear his voice. It really ought to be a daily occurrence even. Do you believe that? Or do I sound crazy? Are you convinced that God is still speaking from crucifixes? I think that this is a really big struggle for a lot of people. Can we actually hear God's voice? A lot of people ask that. And I think that reading from Habakkuk, that first reading we heard tonight, hits close to home. Lord, I'm crying out to you, and you're not listening. I can't hear you. It feels like silence. But then that reading turned, didn't it? It said, and then the Lord answered. The Lord answers always. But it's a reality. It's even kind of uncomfortable sometimes or embarrassing for us to claim that that we may have actually heard the Lord's voice, isn't it? It makes us feel a little vulnerable and a little bit weird. Why is that? What lies have we mistakenly believed that that have hardened our hearts against God's voice and make us think that maybe we really can't hear his voice? Here's a couple of examples. Perhaps we don't think God would ever want to speak to us. Maybe that's what we're believing somewhere in our hearts. Maybe we assume that he's kind of quiet and distant from us. A clockmaker God. He set everything into motion and then he took a step back. Or perhaps we kind of think that he's just in a bad mood. I mean, we're sinners, right? And so he's probably angry at us. And now he's giving us the silent treatment, a cold shoulder. If that was true, what kind of a father would we have in God? No, he speaks to us. The Lord does not wait for us to get our acts together before he speaks to us. Another way that we harden our hearts might be that we don't believe that it's even possible to hear from God. Maybe we think that those days are over and gone. God spoke to the prophets. He spoke to the holy people in the Bible. He might have spoken to some really, really super holy saints in church history, but not to me. Not to modern people. That doesn't happen anymore. Maybe we even trick ourselves into thinking that we would be arrogant and presumptuous to think that God would ever speak to us. Just read the Bible, go to Mass, say your rosary, be happy with that. Why expect anything more? But to that lie, let us remember Jesus' beautiful words from the Gospel of John. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. They put their faith into action. This echoes the verses that we heard in our psalm today. He is our God, and we are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides, Oh, that today you would hear his voice. Harden not your hearts. We are God's sheep, and his sheep hear his voice. They are created to hear his voice. If only we had more faith in that fact, then we would cry out like the apostles did in our gospel tonight, right? Lord, increase our faith. Help us to believe that this is possible here and now, to hear the Lord's voice speaking to my heart. And Jesus would reply, just like he did in our gospel, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. All right, so God speaks to us. If you believe that, 
then the next question you probably have is what does, what does God's voice sound like? What is that experience actually like? Well, we of course hear the Lord's voice in the liturgy. We hear him in the scriptures. We hear him in the, the magisterial teachings of the Catholic Church. Those are trustworthy places where we hear the voice of God. But in addition to those fundamental ways that we hear God speaking to us, I want to give you tonight four other ways, four ways that God speaks to us, that Jesus actually does speak to you in your everyday relationship with God. The first of those four ways that we can actually hear God's voice is through seeing. Seeing. God gave each of us an imagination. We have the capacity built into us to produce images in our mind's eye. Try it right now. Imagine a mulberry tree being uprooted and then thrown into the sea. You can do that, right? You can see that. Very often, God uses that faculty of your own personal imagination to speak to us. This is a major component of Ignatian prayer, right? Where you imagine yourself in the midst of a scripture story and you invite the Holy Spirit to reveal whatever he wants to show you. The second way that God speaks to us that maybe we've never even thought about is hearing. God has given us the ability to have an internal monologue, right? I talk to myself all the time. Maybe you do too. <laughs> we can, in a certain sense, hear ourselves think, right? Go ahead and try that right now. Say your name slowly inside your head. Notice the thoughts that are going through your head right now. Wow, Father Anthony has completely gone insane. I wonder how the Steelers are going to manage to lose to the Jets tomorrow. Take note of the sound and the quality of that internal voice. Believe it or not, God can speak to you through that voice. In prayer, when you least expect it, your internal monologue might just say something or think something that causes you to stop right in your tracks and you know that did not come from me. That's, that's from outside of me. Pay attention to those moments. It could be the Lord's voice. The third way, the third way is through feeling. Now, some people will probably immediately object to that one, but hear me out for just a minute. God has created us as both soul and body, right? Yes, we have a head, but we also have a heart. We aren't brains floating around in a vacuum. God's overwhelming presence often does have a physical effect on us, not abstractly, but deep down in our guts. We feel guilt in our stomach, don't we? And we know we ought to go and confess our sins. We feel elated and exhilarated at a beautifully answered prayer or a providential chance encounter, and all the angels and saints rejoice with us, our hearts are just lifted up. We feel the pain of our neighbor, and out of compassion we go and pray with them. We feel extreme peace. Time seems to stand still as we kneel down before the tabernacle and our hearts swell up with joy. 
we are often far too suspicious of our bodily feelings. Yes, they're often fickle, but they're certainly not always and everywhere to be automatically distrusted or dismissed. They are part of a broader fabric of the human experience, and we can pay attention to them. The fourth way that we can hear God's voice is through knowing. Knowing. So this happens when we seem to just have information that, that we don't know where it came from, that we otherwise would not have, and, we're, and we say, wow, where did that come from? Why do I know that about this person? Why do I know that about this situation? It's like a download directly from God. He can do that. He can actually do that. He's all-powerful. With all of these four ways, we must always test and discern, right? We discern all things, especially the things that we suspect are from the Lord. Not everything that pops into our head or our heart is actually the voice of God. And so we ought to compare everything with what God has revealed definitively through sacred scripture and tradition. But here's the, here's the reality, guys. God is speaking today. God is really speaking to us today. And so open up your hearts. Don't let your hearts be hardened to the voice of God. He wants to have a real conversation with each of us. It is his Father's heart to do so. And so we come to the Eucharist believing in that believing fully in that beautiful fact that God speaks to us, that he's still speaking from crucifixes.